All right, all right, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Get rich and die golfing. Get rich and die golfing. Um, how is everybody doing this evening, this fine Wednesday evening? Blessed and blessed and favored. How y'all doing? Chillaxing. Yep, yep, chillaxing. Uh, glad to be back on the airwaves, as always, every Wednesday. You know, it's a blessing. It's a blessing every time. Um, let's start right off. Any uh, news, any uh, current events we want to talk about? Anything uh, pending, non-pending? Mm-hmm. Anything, anything? I know, I didn't... Uh, I didn't uh, do too much. I know uh, Amari Avery's going to be at the uh, women first women's major out in Houston. Uh, they've changed the event from uh, the well, the venue. This is the first time it's going to be in uh, Houston from, you know, last 50 years. It was out in Palm Desert at mm-hmm. the uh, Mission Hills Country Club, the Dinah Shore. And she started that years ago with uh, one of the first sponsored events in Colgate and Dinah Shore. Uh, put that tournament together and uh, now they moved to Houston because they got another great sponsor Chevron and uh, their their base is in Houston so they'll have a good volunteer base that's why they moved it you know it's it's close to home and it fits in their profile so shout out to Amari uh, shout out to all the LPGA women Um, anything else going on any tournaments? Any uh, who's the sister from Texas A and M that drained the putt to uh, catapult those guys to a victory? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, I should have had that. I should have had a little. I should have had a little. Uh, that video uh, was uh, awesome, though, right? No, come on. That video was awesome. Yeah. And, uh, we've been watching it. Let's see. And uh, it was a great, great, uh, great putt. Let me bring up her because uh, we got one tournament here in Tampa. Um, my homegirl, she's a Delta, and they're um, the Tampa um, Delta uh, Metro. Uh, alum, I don't know what they call ourselves, but anyways, it's going to be Delta Derby, um, Delta Derby on the green, and okay. so it's going to be at Rogers Park. It's going to be a good time. It's their first inaugural one. They do it for scholarships. You know how they do. So oh, it's exciting. It's awesome for her. It's her first tournament that she's putting together, so it should be a good time. The young lady, uh, Miss Zoe Slaughter. Zoe, Zoe Slaughter. Zoe Slaughter. Uh, Drain that putt. It's great to see our golfers and our women in that D1 uh, competing. Definitely. Each one, teach one. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, we've seen Amari do great at USC. There's a whole host of others, and we got a new class coming in 2023 and 2024. So it will not be, at least on the women's side, it will not be any shortage of representation. We want more, but they're moving quite along. Uh, anything else before we get to our guest and start uh, chit chat? I know Howard's going to be here in Orlando in the next few weeks. Um, they have a tournament at the LPJ um, course in Daytona. The guys and the girls right. are playing, so might get down there, take a little road trip, yeah. and check them out. Kendall's killing it, is yeah. Oh, I know exactly. Yeah. She got MVP yeah. for uh, yeah, yeah. She's so so dope. Maybe we'll get her on one of these days. Or, you know, mom and pops be listening, so maybe they'll jump on and give us a little insight. But, you know, from the start of her journey, when she was just got in there, you know, and, you know, we've been watching her progression. We've been watching her work out. It's great. She was on that social media early, too, which is smart. Mm-hmm. And we've seen her. We ain't at Howard, but we've seen her work. We've seen her work ethic. We see her uh trials and tribulations and yeah. in a, what a year and a half to start shining yeah i mean she done gave y'all a blueprint again she done gave y'all a blueprint we done seen it and uh she's progressing progressing and progressing so we that's whole, that's 
that, oh yeah that's dope that's dope that's, dope. that's, that's the power yeah that's the power of social media i'm in cali but i'm following uh kendall's career all the way from cali and i feel like i'm a part of it i feel like i i watch and i re, uh, cheer and root her on and the great part is you see the end results yeah so shout out to kendall shout out to the whole family I think and she I had a record, it. her record low. Um, yeah, no, no. Yeah. She had a record low in a, in a, in a, in a great tournament. And then mm-hmm. um, I just seen on, uh, I just seen across Facebook uh, that she, I, I just tried to share it too earlier today to, uh, to our Facebook thing mm-hmm. where she had uh, got the uh, MVP and she was on the blue carpet at Howard. It was a big ordeal. Right. Check out uh kendall jackson's facebook page ig page and uh you can give her some love go out and spread that love you know our kids they're not gonna ask for it but they love it when we find them and and love on them for their great accomplishments so let's do that let's all do that you know just out the blue it don't cost nothing it uh, it never costs anything to show that support and show that love and uh you know they were one of our first guests on the show uh one of our and our Facebook groups supported her. Uh, we supported her. The family's just been excellent. They always come on or give us updates whenever we ask. So shout out to that great family. Just shout out to them. Um, what else we got before we get on to our guest? Anything, hey, anything? Just one, just one thing, man. I'd like to apologize for you guys for my absence on last week that we had. Uh, we had a lot going on uh, family. We had to lay someone to rest. Um, oh, uh, and also, man, keep us in your prayers, man. We lost a young man here on uh, Monday, uh, 31-year-old NFL player, the prime of his life, and uh, he's no longer with him. So mm. life is fleeting, man. Fleeting. It's I mean, fleeting. listen to the news. You heard the news all this week. I mean, you knocking on doors. Just to pick up your siblings, you're getting shot. You know, we got people turning into the wrong driveways, cheerleaders it's turning crazy. into the wrong driveways, getting shot. I mean, it's a it's a crazy day in this age. It, it, and so to me, and we'll go briefly, you got two kind of gun owners. Huh. You have the gun owner that, no, I'll take that back. We got three kind of gun owners. You got gun owners that like to hunt. You got gun owners that like the sport and they take it serious and they follow the rules and they follow the safety protocols and they're avid hunters and they're avid gunsmiths and gun owners, right? Then you have just regular everyday homeowners that might want some protection in their house. So they go out, they get the necessary training, they they, they, they purchase a gun or two and it goes in their safe and they may look at it twice a year. Look, you know, they don't really, they don't go hunting. They don't, you know, really go to the range and practice. But just in case, they would like to have some protection. They put it in a safe. You know, they make sure it's safe. Uh, They look at it once or twice a year, maybe re-oil it, check the bullets or whatever it is. And it goes back in the safe. And maybe some years they don't even look at it. You know what I mean? But they know it's there. They know it's safe. It's locked up. Then you have nuts that go out and get guns and all they think about is i want to use this gun they look at this gun they worship this gun they looking for the the chance to use this gun you know what i mean and i don't have an answer and i don't have any mystical way of how do you choose who's a nut and who's not because they're not going into the store like i'm worshiping my gun i need more so i can wait for someone to shoot they go in there like everyone else, you know what I mean? And then you have these, I mean, you have these people that feed themselves this biased hate on certain news networks day in and day out. And they inject themselves with stereotypes and tropes. And, you know, they sit up there in a frenzy. And most of the time they're semi-hermits and they don't have family or young people or grandkids or great-grandkids to come over and and, and give them a, 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 a bit of, you know, updated knowledge. So they just stuck in this bubble 
eating the same TV dinners, watching the same news network for years and years and years. And they keep telling to themselves, I wish one of these black gangster guys would come to my house. And, and you can tell the guy that shot the young, the young brother, you know, he shot him with a 38 revolver. He probably had that since the 40s. So he's been sitting in that house stewing, getting injected with hate and misinformation for the last 30 years. And no one's coming to his house because he's probably like liked by no one. You know what I mean? So the first chance he wakes up at 10 or 11, it's his dream come true. Right. The, 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 the paranoia that he's been injecting for 30 years is right in front of his door. And he barely gets some kind of 38 and he goes to town. You know what I mean? Just thankfully, that young brother made it. Yeah. I love the community, everybody involved, cultures, races didn't matter. They've raised three million dollars for that young man. Uh the 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 the, the they wanted two point five. They got three million in forty-eight hours. So the love and support uh just came from out of nowhere and from everyone. You know what I mean? But you know, I will say this check on your peoples. I know they get on your nerves and you're like, as long as they're not calling me, I ain't about to call them because grandpa's crazy. Go check on grandpa. No doubt. If, if you know he's been feeding himself with misinformation and he's talking crazy, sneak in his room and take his weapon from him. Mm. The likelihood of someone breaking in someone's house and killing grandpa before he can get to his gun, it, it's going to happen. I think okay. to go get his weapon. You don't want to visit grandpa in jail like you're going to have to mm-hmm. go in there and do a wellness check on your own folks, because, you, you know, we can't always depend on the government and law to go and do wellness checks on your family and make sure they're OK. There's always biased and strangers doing that. You know, we start allowing the government to do that too much. Guess whose houses they coming to? They ain't going to grandpa's house. They go into the hood and start running in everybody's house, taking their guns and leaving crazy grandpa out in the boonies with an arsenal. Uh. So check on your own folks. Check on your folks. Check yeah. on your folks. Ah, very before, sad. Yeah. And before we jump off, uh, we get into it with our guest. Um, I don't know if you um, if you seen my post or if you didn't see my post. Um, I had a, you know, sent out a you know, prayer a prayer request for one of our greats, um, Mr. James Black out of um, Charlotte. He's uh, um, going through some things. Um, he um, had a stroke last week, and um, and he's yeah. fighting. And he's fighting for for his life. So, um, just prayers out prayers to the family, strength. You know, for strength and everything. And uh, just keep um, keep Mr. Black in your prayers. Mm, great, great, great heads up. He's been a guest on our show. He's one of our legends. Um, prayers go out. And uh, I, again, it almost goes back to the uh, point. And I think he has great people around him and the, and the golf community is around him. And again, check on our folks. Let's check on them. Yeah. Check on our folks. Keep us updated. Check on our folks. Beautiful, beautiful sentiment. Beautiful information. Um, we have everybody on this show. And sometimes it's great to talk to people that are kind of in the same industry and stuff as, you know, we are. Because we know how important our own voices are, our own platforms are, and we get to say and pick the topics we want to talk about. That's important to us and that's important to our community. Uh, You know, golf is a niche community. you may think it's hella popular and it's, you know, if we was talking about why men cheat, we would have 500,000 views every day. <laughs> but we're talking about golf. <laughs> we're talking about entrepreneurial experiences. We're talking about junior golf, especially in a minority community. And it's a niche. It's a niche. Uh, it's a niche. It's a niche or niche. You choose whatever one you like to say. It's a niche kind of thing, you know. And we're trying to spread the word about golf and minority golf and entrepreneurship and all this. And so it's it's not hard because we love what we do, but the viewership you have to bring in. You know what I mean? These are people that are not 
uh, normally going to seek out golf information. They're just not. It's a, us to give information to hopefully bring them in to our circle. Uh, and with that said, we have guests, and they're not niche. They, they have a great uh, sports radio talk show, their own platform also. Uh, they get to pick and choose what where their love lies and get to report and bring stories that you might not see or that you might not even know about. And then they bring in you very entertaining stories and interviews. And so we just like sometimes to have people with other platforms on and talk shop. How important the platform is, how important your voice is, how important your niche is, and how important it is to keep pushing. It's a podcaster. People don't know this, but most people won't even look at your show until you get to 100 episodes. Because that's when they take you serious. People mm. don't know that. They just think you jump on and do 20, 25 shows and you're a podcaster. Most people won't even take you serious in the business and in news media until you surpass your 100th show. That means you have staying power. That means you're consistent. That means you actually love what you're doing and you're going to be around. So most guests, especially top tier guests that have busy schedules, won't book your show unless you're over 100 episodes. So they're like, why even waste my time going on the show? It's going to be gone tomorrow. So it's not a get rich quick scheme to do platforms. Most of the time you are paying for it and funding it yourself. You're funding in the dream yourself. Uh, most of the time or most all the time it takes in between three or five years for your show to catch on. Uh, we all see Drink Champs, and it's a great show. But guess what? Drink Champs was on Sirius Radio without the video five years before it got popular. Mm. Who was listening to it then? You know, some people was, but not how you think it's just coming out in the last five years. It's going on 10 years now because the first five was on Sirius Radio, and they had just a cult following. And they kept pushing and kept pushing, and kaboom. You think it's been going on the whole time. So just don't look at the platforms and think, oh, they got it made and they're just going up with mics and they can just talk about it. takes a while to learn the craft. It takes a lot. It takes a while to earn your audience trust where they want to tune in. It's a lot of different opportunities and entertainment options out there. So they don't have to listen to our show. You know, they can get information anywhere. Hopefully we're bringing information and highlighting and spotlighting people that they may not see because that's part of our job, hopefully. And I think the guys we're about to bring on, the guy we're about to bring on does the same thing. So with that said, we're going to bring on our guests. Before that, we always tell you to like, subscribe, you know, um, it doesn't cost anything. And it really helps to show out. It really, really helps the community to get our numbers up. And, um, you know, give us a free shout out, like, subscribe. With that, we'll do a quick break and um, we'll bring back our guests. Got our people on. Let's see what we can do. I can get my guy here and move him there because we are very happy to have our guest. He gets the big window. Let's give him something we ain't did in a while. And that's an air horn, you guys. We getting it going. Um, welcome, 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 Mr. Allen. Thank you for joining the show. We're gonna talk about your show and your perspectives and how great it is that you have a great platform you and your partner have a great platform um welcome thank you so much for having me as a guest i'm really honored thank you for having me on such a great show get rich and die golfing it's it's really something that i'm proud to be here thank you so much thank you so much trish i'm gonna let you start in you we were so lucky enough to have you bring these this this gentleman on what's going on all Trish? right 
So fun fact, fun fact. I met Alan a few years ago and he was actually my good luck charm. Uh, uh -oh. We met at the um, Hispanic Heritage um, Golf Tournament in uh, Lakeland. Um, I think he was just starting to, you know, do what he was doing right now. Um, but the funny thing was, so we're out there, we're playing, we're having a good time. And that was the day that I dropped a 50 foot putt for $5,000 and he was my good luck charm. Oh. That's right. I have him around too, shit. I have him around too. Those yeah, 50 footers are hard to come by. Yeah, it was wild. And it was just great, you know, and so he back then, you know, he explained, you know, he had his um, radio show. So it's the Allen and Aaron Sports Talk radio show. And um, he blessed me to be able to, on his show um, and just That's definitely dope. wanted to bring him back. Like you said, different platforms. But let's talk about, you know, what brought you to where you're at right now. That's a great question, Trisha. Thank you again. What brought me to have a sports show was right at the time I started ending my career and sales, my good friend Aaron said, hey, you know, we always talk sports. Why don't we start our own podcast so that people can hear our conversation? And unfortunately, we had somebody, a mutual friend who had passed at that time. Mm -hmm. And at that point, it motivated us to kind of stop talking about it and just start doing it. Mm -hmm. And we just started our show. We didn't really know all the answers. We just kind of started off real small. And we just took a look at it and said, every day, let's see how we can get a little bit better day by day. Three years later, I, I really can't believe we are at where we are right now with the Allen and Aaron Sports Radio Show. I still can't believe it. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful story. And that's usually what it is. That's how we kind of started. None of us had broadcast background. I was in entertainment for years but not on this side. I was on the music side and did that for many years professionally. So I knew how to produce. I knew how to produce a show. I knew how to produce some form of entertainment, not this entertainment, but I knew how to produce entertainment on a professional level. But as far as being in front of the mic, assembling a great partnership with our co-host and talking about, again, a niche subject was we just had to go out and do it. <laughs> we're still yeah. we're still figuring out the path uh but we just went out and just did it you know just like you i tell people all the time don't talk about it, just do it it's nothing we can give you that's going to prepare you except for experience show by show gaining your audience trust having journalistic integrity the best you can and just bringing certain things to the limelight that they might not see in other platforms how gratifying is three years later three years down the road that you're you've done everything and probably more than you than you guys thought when you were just talking about it three years ago wow it, yeah it, it's been it's something that you know i gotta thank god for the blessings that he's given us because it's it's something that i really can't even really put into words how just wonderful it's been over this last three years i mean just to meet the people some of the guests that we've had and and the stories and it's it's something that you really like even just now you had mentioned you know chris who had passed away unfortunately i'm connected now with the xfl so i know about chris okay. because of that and just the meeting all the you know the entertainers the athletes it's been a real true blessing it's, it's really something that you're right to your point manny up if you haven't thought of doing something just go out there and do it if you don't get it just perfect it. learn from it we mess Absolutely. up daily. <laughs> we mess up daily. We mess up every week. Something happens. Some some kind of something happens. You know, because we're forging away like you guys, you know. We don't have a big company behind us. And I can't call my second AD or my second producer and be like, hey, get this right. It's all on us. We're, we're producing. We're trying to produce a show. So something's going to happen. Mostly good, but something's going to happen. But that's the journey. You know, that's the journey. That's the journey. It's a lovely journey. Chris. What uh, yeah. What's up, bro? Hope all is well, man. Um, you know, you're in a career that, um, you know, that uh, tickles my heart, you know, having been a former football player. Um, what's your background in, in, as it relates to sports? Because I know sometimes as a, uh, a journalist or uh, you may cover a game, 
And, you know, I used to get absolutely upset with journalists a lot of times who had didn't have a background in the sport that I played and, and talking about the X's and O's and the anticipation and what they should have done, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, when you hadn't been in the in the pit, so to speak. Yeah. See, the great thing is I've covered the XFL this season and oh, wow. I've been a sports fan my entire life. I would have to say I've learned by watching a lot of commentators, seeing what they've done and seeing where maybe I could do just a little bit better. You know, I understand you know, how some, sometimes you're right. People ask X and O's and they won't know enough about the game. And sometimes they'll just ask repetitive questions that somebody had already asked. So I kind of looked at those things and said, you know what, maybe I can just do a little bit better and see how it goes from there and see if I could build more of a trust relationship, as you were talking about earlier, build a trust relationship with a lot of the athletes. And that way they'll be more inclined to give you more information about the X and O's and about what's really going on. See, I like that. I like that approach, man. Um, you know, a lot of times I think for the most part, uh, especially in the beginning, journalists tend to have bogarted themselves in that arena and they figured it's if they ask the the crazy and over the top questions um and you know just like uh what's his uh uh what's my man play for the brooklyn uh uh durant durant yep, mm -hmm. yep. So durant durant a lot of times gets uh critiqued and they go at him hard and then next thing you know he just shut off you know marshawn lynch mm -hmm. You know, you're gonna you're gonna badger me. I'm not gonna say anything. So I, I I like your approach in terms of you know asking the soft questions, throwing you know the softball questions, and getting to know people before you you know people try to blitz them. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. I treat people like as if I'm back in Brooklyn, New York. That's where I'm from, and we're sitting down drinking a cup of tea. That's how I treat treat people. You know, we're just having a conversation. You, you know, in order for you to ask those type of questions, you have to build up rapport and trust. I right. think you mm -hmm. can always get to that point, but you just can't start at that point. And, I, and to your point, you don't want to just ask a question and bolster up your career. It's mm. really about the person. There is a person you're asking a question about and you have to treat them like a person. Right. Yeah. Facts. Facts. For sure. For sure. I, I noticed you. Yeah, because I, I checked out your channel and, and, and looked up a few of your shows doing some research. And I love that you're diving into the XFL. What a great and we was talking about niches and how golf is our primary niche. And we're getting more into lifestyle surrounding with golf because, you know, the amateur needs different ways of financing so they can enjoy golf. But I love that you dove right into the XFL. Uh, what made you go that route or just, I know you do other things too, but what made you get into the XFL and, and really uh, start reporting great things in that league? Yeah. Well, that's a great question, Manny. I'm glad you asked. And the XFL was, it started with something simple. I was going to take my son to the XFL game prior in 2020 before COVID. And I was like, you know what? Let me take him to one of the last games of the season. Well, guess what? It didn't get to the last game because COVID struck and they went out of mm. business. This was back in 2020. Mm -hmm. I and I said, you know, as a dad, I said, you know, if I ever get that opportunity again to watch a game or be a part of the XFL, I'm not going to let that opportunity get by me again. And lo and behold, I seen that they were starting up the XFL 2023 with Danny Garcia, The Rock and Jerry Carnell. And I knew by that ownership, that three dynamic ownership, that it was going to be very successful. I just knew it. Even though wow. some of the people who even calls on my show had second thoughts and they were skeptical about it, I just mm -hmm. knew that dynamic of those three people were going to be a success. So I said, you know what? I had that thought of my son of missing his game and the opportunity. I said, I'm going to jump on this. And okay. as soon as the, the opportunity came for the XFL, I kept being persistent and asking and asking. I couldn't get an answer. And I, I hate to admit it, but I got a little rude on an email. And then I got an answer within five minutes. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then ever since then, it has been a true, true blessing. And the season is about to end now for the Orlando Guardians. In fact, this weekend is the last game. I'm actually sad because 
the experience is like a roller coaster in a good way. And I feel like all right, somebody's knocking on me and saying, Alan, the ride's about to end. You know, that's how <laughs> how wonderful it's been. Awesome. Beautiful, beautiful. I love that. I love that. And because I've seen interviews that you've done with the owners, with Danny Garcia, and and a lot of our people don't know. I know Chris have actual players, and he knows family and people that's uh, gone into the XFL. I thought I knew it was back on because um, he would bring certain people on, like Dion would bring people to Jackson State at the time that was with the XFL, including mm -hmm. The Rock and some of his players matriculated out of Jackson State when they graduated and got some XFL uh, positions. So with that exposure, but I love that because of your son, you've dove into a niche that probably you wasn't even going to get into and it's been going well for you. Have they welcomed your platform? Obviously, because you've talked to the owners and you've getting all the interviews. So, you know, you've done a great job so far. Um, are you think you're going to dive deeper into that niche or as a platform owner, I know you want to do other stuff and talk about other sports, but have you found something that may you can hold on to? Definitely with the XFL, I am, I am definitely going to hold on to that. That is a connection that, you know, this, the Allen and Aaron sports radio show made, and it is something that I cherish to, to have met all the players. And as you mentioned, Danny Garcia, all the players, the coaches, and have a connection with them. And, you know, like this, you know, just to have them now, they follow me, you know, on, on yeah. Instagram to have yeah. a platform like the XFL following you. It, it just mind boggling. It shows you the how God can move things in, in ways that you didn't expect because that was not my goal to have them follow me. Of course, I'm flattered and honored. But to have not just them, but a lot of the players follow the show and be fans yeah. of the show and and watch our show, it, it's really awe inspiring. And 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 to your point, if you want to do something positive in this world, go ahead and do it. You'll learn on the fly. Mm. Love it. So, Alan, we're gonna we're gonna reverse it back real quick. We're talking we're talking about the XFL. We know you have a sports talk show. For those that are not familiar with the XFL, they only know about the NFL or whatnot. Could you go ahead and tell the good folk what the XFL is? Oh, absolutely. The XFL is kind of like, I would say, a combination of everything. You get somebody who is right out of college, like a C.J. Holmes from Jackson State, who played with Deion Sanders. Mm. You can get somebody who's actually played in the NFL, such like a Cody Latimer, where you have somebody of that nature. You even have kickers that are from the NFL, you know, Jose Borgales, and you'll have players that are from different backgrounds. Terrence Plummer, who've played in the NFL. Then you have guys who are trying to get back, maybe have taken a break in, in football. They're trying to make a name for themselves to get back to the NFL. And you got some people who are happy with playing with just playing football. So they're happy in the middle. So you get a whole gamut of people that you can, can learn from. And you'll be surprised who knows who in the XFL. Now is this arena ball outdoor? It's it's uh, it's outdoor. It, it's not it's not the same as arena ball. It's actual, you know, eleven versus eleven. You know, that's okay. just like it's very similar to the NFL, but not the exact same because some of the rules are different. But the format yeah. is the same eleven on eleven. It's not indoors. I mean, they have indoor stadiums, but it's just like how the NFL would run, but a slightly different rules. Okay. Yeah, right. like a mini tour, and mm -hmm. yeah. Like like the minor leagues, the G League in ba basketball, the minor leagues in uh in uh baseball, the Corn Ferry Tour in the PGA, the XFL with the NFL. Because I I'm old enough to remember the XFL before before yes. it went out of business, <laughs> and they was actually competing with the NFL for a while, and it was like a rival, like live in the PGA Tour, XFL was gonna be an uprising for the NFL, and then it went away, and then now I heard it came back in conjunction with the support of the NFL, almost like, again, like a mini tour or minor leagues, and you know, where people can still keep fresh, people can get their competitive juices going, the games mean something, and P I, watch, in about five years, we'll see people 
going down to the XFL and getting pulled back up to the NFL and vice versa. And I just think it's a great, great thing. Um, what is your take on it, uh, Alan? It, it is a great thing. It is something that you as a player should be something that should be honored and, and flattered about because it still gets a lot of viewership. ESPN covers the games. Millions of people watch it. A lot of the players that I've actually watched, and I watch a lot of the NFL too, they can play in the NFL tomorrow. I mean, there's mm-hmm. there's guys who have NFL experience. Even the coach, Terrell Buckley of the Orlando Gardens, he played in the NFL for 14 years. Yep. And okay. you'll, you'll, you'll meet a lot of people that have NFL experience. They've actually – you've had also will meet players that were in the NFL, maybe made a, a mistake or two and got kicked out. They still have the talent, but it's just like Josh Gordon. He plays in the XFL. So you mm. kind of have to – this is a great learning experience to be a part of the XFL because if you are going to move up to the NFL, you get a chance to see how professional football is. You learn okay. from a lot of people who have experience, and you ha- you can't take that opportunity lightly. You have to take it serious. Mm. Mm. Okay, believe that. Yeah, I, I like I, I like the I like it, man, because some of the things that you guys just named. But you know, as a former football player, uh, it's another oppor- it's another opportunity. And so, uh, and Alan, to your point, um, there's a there's a miller a millimeter between guys who are playing on Sundays at twelve one o'clock and you know uh, Monday night football, and the guys who are playing in the XFL. I mean, it's 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 that close. Yeah, and no, people don't understand. No daylight. Yeah, they, people don't <laughs> yeah. understand how close it is. You know, and a lot of people look well. Those guys can't know. It's that close. And it may be uh, a team doesn't have any roster space. Uh, it may be, um, you know, someone is pushed off of injury reserve, pushed on injury reserve. I mean, there's a lot of things that, that factor in to being on that roster in the NFL. And I like it because it's an incubator uh, for guys who, you know, sometimes guys have to play their way into something and this is an opportunity for guys to actually mature a little bit better get faster get stronger understand schemes you know you got a lot of guys that are very very talented have raw talent but they just don't understand the scheme and now you can hide them in the xfl and say don't nobody look at this guy and learn the scheme and we'll catapult you up into the nfl the next year yeah that's a fantastic point sif dog and you're absolutely right it's an opportunity, and that word opportunity is something that resonates with the XFL. You get a chance to play. You get a chance to learn from other players. It is definitely something that you have to make that most of the opportunity because you're right. It's just the difference between you being in the NFL starting and not is, like you said, razor thin. Small. It is, mm-hmm. It's not worlds. People think it's worlds apart. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. You know, They may not have a roster spot, like you said. They might have you know, not have a need for your position, but something could open up. So you just never know. And that opportunity can present itself and you got to stay ready. It's also a great opportunity for coaches too to learn aircraft. One thing, one thing, and I'll let, I'll let it ride. And to your point, say, for example, you, you're playing at the university, Alabama, LSU, Georgia, you're a third team cornerback. You don't get any film because you got two All-Americans in front of you. All right. But you go to pro day, you run 4-4, you bench press 225 15 times, you vertical jump 38 inches. So now scouts are saying this kid has off the chart talent. So Mm. there's got to be a place for him. He goes to the XFL, he plays, he gets film. Now all of a sudden they say, we're going to take this guy and put him over here. You think it's just a lot of guys on these big time teams, third and fourth teams that can go somewhere else and be a starter. Yeah, that's exactly right. He, he, you know, he said it perfectly. This, in fact, that's what a lot of the players when I've interviewed them have said that, you know, Mm. I played for smaller college. I didn't play in the sec. I was a team. I was on a player on a team that we won a lot, but I didn't play for a big university. Now, because of the XFL, I get a chance to play against the guys in the SEC. I get to play against the big conferences where I would have never got that opportunity 
now I get that opportunity in the XFL. It is something that, you know, definitely rest in peace to Chris Smith, who did pass away from the Seattle Sea Dragons. But I, I can't thank the ownership team enough for having the vision to restart the XFL in 2023. Nice. Beautiful. So, beautiful. So, Alan, so we met playing golf, right? And I remember how much you enjoyed it. You was, you know, you recently retired. You were in the game. So tell us how golf has, you know, helped or, you know, um, with what you're doing with the radio show. Um, are you still golfing as much as you did? And what got you into golf? You know, golf is something that I could kind of relate to a lot of what you say in that it's, it's kind of like my safe haven. I don't look at golf as just a game. It is a game. I get it. But it's a place of, for me to play and get some fresh air and peace. You know, mm. it, it's a time for me to to go ahead and enjoy the day, enjoy nature. And and I love playing golf. I do get a chance to play golf at least usually once a week. And I enjoy it because, you know, sometimes like anything, even if you love what you're doing, it's good to kind of hit a reset button and be on, you know, just a re relaxation mode. And mm -hmm. That's what golf is to me, a, a place where you can have fun. You could try to improve every single day, enjoy playing the game, but enjoy the day as well. So I love playing golf. Golf is something that I I wish I started playing golf sooner because I'm a competitive oh, guy. I kind of <laughs> wish I was on that golf course playing in that yeah. Masters. You know, I would just love the opportunity because I love to compete. But I also love to – I understand a lot of times with guys too when they play golf, they get too competitive where – <laughs> they lose the fact of having fun. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. It's definitely a mix and match of fun and competition on the golf, especially for us amateurs. And um, yeah, I wish I would have learned earlier, got into the game earlier. Yeah. Do you ever, because um, I know like when like the Bows Bar or like the Arnold Palmer or like the Live, um, you can get media passes and go out there. Have you done that with golf as well? You know, I thought about doing it. I have thought about doing it. I, we've actually, you know, did try to apply for some of the golf events. I haven't tried for live golf. It seemed like live golf is a little bit more, how do I say, welcoming to media. But I have found golf to be a little bit kind of like standoffish when it comes to getting media passes. Not that you can't get it, but I've I've had situations where I've asked and emailed and got nothing but crickets back and. You know, just ignoring ignoring you, basically saying, hey, I would like to do some media. So I've run into that a bit. I'm still going to try if we get that opportunity. Yeah. I would definitely go out there and love to cover golf. I love yeah. the sport and I play the sport. You know, like football, I don't actually – I've never played football professionally. Okay. And yeah. I love it. You love – I love playing golf. So I would love the opportunity. Right. Well, I have a connect. So offline, I'll uh, <laughs> give you a connect to um, reach out to that and um, help you with those passes, those media I appreciate passes. That. I really do. I would love to do that. We would love to cover some golf. I think nice, it'd be good. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Because we need our voices everywhere. Period. Yeah. And yeah. I love that, that you guys created a platform and now, do you guys, let's get into the nitty gritty. Do you guys produce yourselves? Um, you know, yeah, when you first started the program, I mean, uh, the platform, did you know you was going to do video or was you just going to do the actual podcast? Yeah, that's what people don't. So just a quick brief. Yo, so podcast, yeah. So podcast is the audio part, right? When people say, oh, right. I got a podcast, that is the audio part of an actual show that you can listen on your podcast networks where there's iHeart, uh, Apple. Now you can even ask Alexa, play my such and such, and they'll start playing it. And then you can call this a podcast, but it's really like a not a video blog, but it's actually like more of a show show, like the, like the what's, what, what was our, the Ellen show. This yeah. is considered like an Ellen talk show. When you come to this platform, when you come to YouTube, most people that don't, are not in the entertainment, they'll just be like, it's a call. Y'all going to get on that video call <laughs> and stuff like that. It's not a call. People tell us all the time, like, we're going to jump on the call. I'll, I'll just be like, okay, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm tired of the correct. It's a show, people. It's a produced entertainment show. It's not a call. Uh, some kind of 
some kind of meeting, a PowerPoint meeting. It's a yeah. show. So when you guys were putting together your platform, did you knew you was going to do video or do you do some video? Well, I know you do videos because I watch it on your I watch it on your channel. And and of course, the, the radio show, I'm sure it's in podcast form, too. How did you go about that? And what was your thoughts when you uh, when you first you and your partner first sought out to do this? That's a great question, Randy. We first started just audio. It was no video whatsoever. We just was just talking on a mic. You know, Aaron had one, I had one, and we were just doing that. And as the show went on, we had, you know, we started accumulating all these shows and we said, you know what? Maybe it's good for us to get in front of the camera so people could at least see us from time to time. And that's kind of how it started, where we just wanted to kind of dabble a little bit into the video where people could see us. And it took a life of his own, pretty much. You know, mm. I said, you know what? Maybe I should do some more video interviews so people could see us. We still have the audio show where we're on 930. And and thankfully, we've had a lot of listeners. But we still kind of do both now. It wasn't something that we started okay. thinking we was going to do both video and audio. We just thought it was going to be audio at the beginning. But it kind of ventured off into that. Okay. Beautiful. So tell beautiful. Us, tell us when you um when your show broadcasts and when you know where folks can find you or listen to you. Yes, we are on Friday nights at nine thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time Zone. You can go ahead and find us right there on iHeartRadio, on Facebook, as as well as YouTube under Alan Alfred, and you can go ahead and connect with the links of the show that way and listen to us any where any podcasts are at. At the Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show. Nice, nice, nice. And um, what's your and, and what's your schedule? Do you guys do a daily show, a weekly show? What kind of uh, what's your format? We do a weekly show once a week, Friday night at nine thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time nice. Zone, and it's and it runs for about an hour, sometimes an hour and a half, but we just do it once a week. Okay. Nice, 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 yeah. beautiful, beautiful. I love that you jumped in. You jumped in around the same time we started doing our thing. I, I me, I had a vision of doing a live show, straight live. I did another podcast before, really another video podcast before, and it was in the studio. I, had, I built a studio. I had three cameras. I had the, the switcher. Uh, I had a. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It was a great show. It was about my previous life in entertainment and music and in West Coast hip hop. And it was doing well. It was just hard to keep that whole thing going. It's a lot of work doing that. So I respect that when you guys do your videos and you go out yeah. do and if people don't understand, it's it, you can do the interview is hard. And then when you take it home, the video editing and cleaning up and it's it's work, y'all. It's work to bring you guys um good content. But yeah, I, I did the same thing and I was like, I want to do a live golf show with live chat. And then I, you know, I just ripped the audio and didn't make my podcast from that. But I just love it that, you know, more and more people are actually doing sub substantive shows. Like your niche into the XFL is great because I'm just gonna if I'm want to know something about the XFL or something, I'm gonna tune into your show because I know you guys. That's what you guys do. You do other stuff too, but that's what you guys do. And it's probably created a great space. I would still like you to do some golf stuff though. I want yeah. you, if they let you in. I, I want you guys to get yeah, in there and get to that live and get to that, get to that PGA <laughs> and get some real voices because you know, you've done XFL and other things. So we know you would be great at doing some golf stuff too. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? It would be yes. great to doing some golf stuff too. And mm -hmm. then if you do a lot of golf stuff, we, we can bring you on our resident expert and give us updates on your live broadcast. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I love know? doing golf. And shout out to the person you said, Avery Amari. We, we've had her as a guest on our show as well as Andre. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah. We, okay. we definitely love doing golf. So we'll, we'll nice. get nice. the opportunity, nice. give us the opportunity, and we'll take care of it. I sounds like good. It. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah. We had Andre on a couple of weeks ago on a on a on a call. No, it was a show, people. We had a show, and um, <laughs> it was great. It was great. Um, parting and closing words. Hmm. So we'll start with you, Big Sif. Yeah, hey, uh, bro. I really appreciate it, man. I have a lot of respect uh, 
for journalists, man, um, especially for the for those who get it right. And when I say when I say get it right, I mean from the point of integrity. Uh, you know, a lot of times, man, they can push the envelope, and next thing you know, they, you got a damn frying pan upside their head. Um, <laughs> but I can tell that uh, you're uh, you have great integrity, uh, and you respect the mic. And uh, that's a that's a true honor, man. So appreciate you coming on and sharing this with us. I appreciate you guys having me. It's a true honor and pleasure. Definitely love your show. Get rich and die golfing. That's right. That's right. That's what don't we all want to do that? I know that's what I want to do. I tell my kids that the uh, living trust is done. So when you roll my dead ass off the golf course, all you got to do is sign a little paper and you'll be fine. That's right. <laughs> don't bother me. Don't put me in a home. Put me on the golf course. I don't want to. I don't want to die in the home. I want to die on hole four. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Alan, if you was to give um, any folks out here that, you know, want to, you know, put a podcast together, put a radio show together, what advice would you give them? I would say just go ahead and do it. You know, you're, you're maybe not be perfect, but if you could think every single time that you do a show, how can I just get a little bit better? How can I just get a little bit better and just kind of reevaluate yourself and think about it seriously? And if you follow along that path and you actually do that step of getting better, you're going to have a fantastic podcast. Just get out there and do it. Don't worry about perfection. Just start start the process. Love it. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. Really enjoyed it. Again, a pleasure. You're always welcome. Anyone that comes on this platform is always welcome back for any tidbits or news updates or big I, I, I feel big things for you guys. I feel, you know, I'll be watching some playoff game in the NFL and I look and I see Allen and his partner Aaron over there doing their thing because they started in the trenches. They started from nothing. They started from the ground up. And usually when you do that, great things happen. Um, and again, thanks everybody please follow them you, you you hear the genuineness you hear the especially if you want to get some xfl news and you know they'll be branching out and doing other stuff too uh Manny. follow yeah Manny. uh-uh listen just what a week or two ago he got his blue check he got his blue verified check when i tell you they are legit thank you we would love to have you back. And definitely, I'd love to be back and have you back on my show, too. All of you. Hey. For sure. For yeah. sure. Like we that. always, yeah, exactly. We always like to shoot our mouths off. That's what we like to do. <laughs> we, we run our mouths. Uh, again, thank, thank you, you guys. So Thanks, audience, for listening. We'll be back next Wednesday, 5 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, because that's where I'm at. Um, I'm not rushing, <laughs> but the Lakers are on. And, uh, you know, it's playoff time, baby. There and on go. that note, we out. All right.